del mundo estarás no sé con quién de una cosa estoy seguro que quieres Hi, everybody, and welcome to El Valle Bajo Podcast. That was Los Frontera Esperando Tu Regreso. That is a group out of uh, Juarez, and some of their members live in the city of Socorro, so that's why I played it. Uh, hopefully, it can be your theme song. I talked to one of the people, one of the band members. They said, go for it. So here we are. Pablo, how are you, sir? I'm doing good yourself, Alex. I'm good. I'm good. Busy, busy, busy. You know how it is. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened this week. Uh, I We did release our first podcast on Wednesday due to the fact for technical difficulties. On my part, we couldn't get that podcast out. So here we are. There's a lot of things happening. First of all, let's talk about the trunk or treat that's going to happen at the Texas A&M University Colonias program. This is very important. This came out before Dr. Ocaranza met with superintendents of the school districts today. And the day before that, uh, he met, which was yesterday, Thursday, he had, um, he talked about the numbers going up. So right now, this is great because we need to take care of ourselves with this COVID. So there's a trunk or treat, drive through family event, Abierto a la comunidad, personas de disfraces serán elegibles para las rifas. This will be Thursday, October 29, jueves, octubre 29, de 5 a 7, in 1380 AM Circle. Their phone number is 915-869-5528. This will be a trunk or treat, so you don't have to get off. I think the restrictions for Halloween are in effect. Um, please, they're not canceling Halloween. They're just saying to be safe. So, um, those are things that we're trying to cover right now. Uh, the news that just broke yesterday and today. So we're working with that right now and talking about it. Uh, also we want to, uh, talk about some other stuff here and, um, we want to make sure to thank you, Ms. Duran, Elizabeth Duran at Bulldog Lizzie 23 on Twitter. Uh, she held a pizza voter registration and Bulldog gear. And they were very uh, at Peter Pepper Pizza here in Socorro. Um, they signed up 22 people uh, to vote for November 7th. And they are first timers. This is great. This is what uh, we should be doing. This is what uh, we should be helping doing and getting our youth involved. Our youth are our future and here at El Valle Baje podcast, we, we make sure to get our uh, education on other and other news and make sure uh, we do that. And also I want to send good luck to Socorro Football, who today they play at Isleta. And uh, we want to make sure, and just like bro broken news happened, was that uh, no fans will be allowed in any of the games for uh, Isleta. 
Uh, we haven't heard much about Tokoro yet. There was a game Thursday, but our numbers are skyrocketing. And first, before I get to anything else, I am going to introduce our host, our co-host. Uh, our co-host is Pablo Barrera. How are you doing, Pablo? Good in yourself, Alex? I'm good. What going to do with all this crazy... Yeah, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm tongue-tied. I'm tongue-tied. That's what's happening. There's so much news happening. You know, we, we had an hour and a half show done on Wednesday, and guess what? It didn't record. Beautiful. It happens, right? Yep. The so, beauty of technology right now. And yeah, so this is this is uh, our time right now. What's happening? And you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, yesterday, we had a group uh, of teachers that protested at EPISD and said, we want safety. We want safe, health, equitable schools, equitable schools. That happened on the 30th, which was two days ago, and they did fill up uh, EPISD central office asking to not go back till it's safe. Um, also, I saw a sign that said, we can't teach from the grave. And, you know, those are things that we hear and see for teachers because they do want us back. And, you know, it is what it is, but you have to uh, be in our shoes to understand how we're feeling. And, you know, I hope that I know that our teachers are doing the best to their ability online. So that happened as well. You know, those are things that are going on right now, Paolo. But the big news is that we are skyrocketing in numbers. I see that. Paolo, I see you, that. You, you, you live this because you're a parent. And actually, you have gotten emails from both Sanchez uh, and Waco. And we're Correct. to do and there we're we're in it we're in it now and we all are in it and and our numbers are are insanely high here in here in texas now and especially in el paso what what's what's going on pablo what do you think i don't know i mean you look back at kind of the labor day maybe is that still kind of still trickling lingering around well let me let me let me interrupt you there pablo 14 days have passed since labor day that's no longer the case, sir. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Is that still lingering around? Is that still part of it? You know, because a lot of people obviously are still getting together. They opened up. Um, they went up to what? 75% now, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? You're on it right there, buddy. That's exactly what I wanted to get to. Elaborate on that, please. So, I mean, you open up 75% of a capacity. Uh, I mean, it's just... It's just common sense. You know, you're going to be closer. There's only 75% of a building. Let's say you go eat at a restaurant. You open up 75%. Okay, you fill it at 75%, but you're also, more than likely, you're compromising the six-foot, uh, you know, social distancing that needs to be taking place. So there's that compromise, and now, you know, and that's indoors. That's one. So when you have the AC and, and I, I'm actually certified and, and licensed in, in AC, you're circulating when it's refrigeration, you're circulating that inside air. So that I wonder if they're actually, you know, changing out their filtration system. That's one. Obviously, they have to take out their masks to eat and drink. So and I know the requirements for that was what 21 feet with the CDC said. If you're going to be talking, you know, they kind of recommend stay 21 feet if you're not going to be wearing masks. 
that was a ballpark that they had thrown out there. I do like what I guess uh, Las Cruces is doing. They have um, tents for several restaurants. I know a while back I, I, we drove up there and Texas Roadhouse had a tent outside and people were sitting outside, which was which was a good thing. Maybe we need to do that. You know, you're absolutely right. And, and I'm 100% with you. You know, a, a study came out from Dr. Fauci that restaurants, gyms, and coffee shops are the most germ-ridden places. And these are yeah. open at 75%, just like you did. You told us. What in the world is happening? Why? Because, you know, and, and maybe it's me and maybe, you know, fault me. Capitalism, again, we need to make the money. Money needs to happen. But there is, a, there is something, a democratic... Uh, bill that says let's pay everybody two thousand dollars a month retroactive from march to the three months after coronavirus okay and it's sitting on on senate but it's not going to be voted on because we don't want to mess around with with monies uh for our future our deficit but let me tell you this nobody had a problem passing the tax bill that made the wealthy wealthier so that's that's one thing that I get to uh, I'm problem with because we can't save our middle or lower class, but we can always save the rich, the one percent, because they because of trickle down economics. Okay, those are things that I think about Pablo. That hey, you know what? Why not give everybody two thousand dollars a month until the coronavirus ends? Hey, but you know what? I I think. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, Independent. In my opinion, the majority, not all of them, but the majority of them are, are probably getting some type of kickback from those that 1%, you know? I mean, why wouldn't they? Right. You know, they pass this bill. You know, you got all those people lobbying and stuff like that, so why not? We need, you know, and guys, we, we could lobby ourselves, and that's voting. That's voting. Uh, pres uh, our governor just made... Uh, Remember, that there's only going to be one place to vote per county or to drop out votes, not one place to vote, but drop out votes. Okay, so there is no contact with other people. But guess what? Houston, that's uh, 2000 radius, 2000 uh, by square feet, uh, 2000 miles square feet, um, has only one place and they have 4 million people in one place. So those 4 million people have to go. And you know what happens when you go vote and there's lines? You don't vote. So this is suppression at its best. And Governor Abbott is doing this. And this is what things that are going to happen if you do not vote. Go vote early. And guess what? They're about to, uh, the rumor is they're about to say they're going to take off one week from early voting that we got during the pandemic. Now you know what our Republican uh, legislature does when they are in a bind, MJ Hergard and John Cornyn are tied, basically, by a point or another. They don't want Democrats up there. They don't want uh, people that think about other people or the or us middle class. You know, they want what they want. And today I heard something interesting, Pablo. The shrinking minority is Caucasian white people. Okay, makes sense. So what when that happens, they want to they want to keep their power. 
You don't want Alex Garcia's president or senator or Pablo Barrera because it's going to be like, oh, I remember my people from Socorro. You know what? That's not a good bill for them. No, they want their, because it's safe. It's a safe vote. But once you have somebody in a minority power, then you're going to get a whole different set of issues. And you know what? Maybe we shouldn't be doing this bill. Maybe we should be taking care of, of everybody else. Maybe we should be doing this. So that's neither here or there. Uh, we got a little off track, and that's okay. Hey, okay. but I'm going to say something on this. Go for it. If if the Republicans win, they're going to turn. The Democrats are going to turn around and say, "Hey, was well, because you guys did this." But if the Republicans lose, they're going to turn around and say, "Damn, we shot ourselves in the foot, and we didn't go about it the right way." So no matter what, somebody's going to sit there and complain and point the finger. That's just politics, though. It's just sad to say at the end of the day. That is true. You're absolutely right. Always pointing the finger. That's that's kind of what I see. I mean, no, I I. It's rare that you ever hear a politician or a party truly acknowledge, hey, you know what? We messed up. Yeah, and, and, and that's he's absolutely right. So moving on from that, we got a couple of um, information here. Uh, SEA, TSTNEA, Socorro Education Association. Uh, SEA members, please see the below message from SEA. It says, you made the difference. Teachers, because you made your voice heard, teachers will have a safer return to their campuses. Teachers to USA will be able to take our concerns straight to the school board members. They listened to your concerns and made a decision to limit the amount of time teachers will be required to spend in their classroom next week. Right. But now, instead of an entire week of working in your rooms, you will only be required to go in one day and that you will, and that you will be on a staggered work schedule. Please understand that in order to cut days down to one, your administration will need to meet with you during your conference time, and then you need to go in in order to train you on how to remote face-to-face -face teaching at the same time. Please understand that to do due to governor's orders for schools at the time, at this time, the school board and superintendent are unable to extend the opening dates past October 19th. What our school members doing is limiting your exposure, which is very good. I'm glad to hear that. For the future, our district is also keeping abreast of the information Dr. Carranza is disseminating and the decisions that the governor, that Governor Abbott, TA Commissioner Mike Morath are making in the El Paso area qualifies. If the El Paso area qualifies for another waiver, the majority of the board members said they would approve an application for a waiver as they did before. Please note, that's great SEO, news. That's great news. Please note, SA will always. The SEA was the only association in SISD that was collecting signatures and surveys to help educators. Other associations may be taking credit for what your union and members work hard for, but SEA was a driving force behind getting those changes made. In solidarity, Angelica Soto, SEA's president. Hey, that's, that's that's. That's good, man, because I mean, and I remember we tweeted that out and it's like, I didn't hear anybody from any other union say anything, you know, and, and I talked to teachers and you know how things go. I mean, and I keep the teacher's names locked, you know, because 
for their own, you know how things are. People, they're going to be retaliated, and that's not fair to them. You're they're right. out there trying to do, do their work and, and, you know, help these kids and these parents out, work as a team. Teachers are human, bro, and that's what nobody understands. Yeah. No, you you're right. Understand that. You do understand that because you talk to a lot of teachers. You know a lot of teachers. I know a lot of teachers. And I'm an educator. Yep. I'm scared. Me and my wife were supposed to go back to school Monday. You know, and this came out and we were both like, you know what? You know, maybe we should buy some scrubs. You know, maybe we should do this. Maybe you need to shower at school or do anything. So I don't bring this to my daughter at home. How many teachers are scared of that? You know, the majority of them are. And that's what I've always said. That's what I've always said. I, the best way I think to go about this is it goes back to leadership and they need to ask what teachers are comfortable because the, there is teachers that are comfortable with it. And if you're comfortable with it, that's fine. Hey, by all means go. I don't have a problem with you feel comfortable, do your thing. But Hey, if you feel you fear for your health and your safety, then Hey, you know what? That falls on the leaders to, to give that because I'm, I'm going to put you in this spot, Alex. If you're fearful going to school, do you think you can give the best to your students? No. Do you think it's fair to you and do you think it's fair to your students? No, because, and it's true. And that's a great, great point. We are afraid. We are human. There's some things that overcome that. And, and you know, those football coaches out there, they love their sport. Those volleyball coaches, they love their sport. Soccer coaches right now, they love their sport. But guess what? They cancel JV games. They cancel freshman games. There's volleyball games being canceled. Our president just got Corona. Yep. This is not a joke. This is not anything else. I love my educators. I love my coaches because I coach as well. But there's something to be said about this disease. And I'm going to go ahead. I want to say this, whether you like the president currently or not, the fact that the president of the United States has the virus, that in itself should have you concerned because that is a man that is supposed to be well taken care of, well looked out after, and... You know, they do all these screenings and testing to see who's going to come in contact with them and blah, blah, blah. And yet he still managed to get it. So if you can't control the president of the United States that has so much, you know, high end doctors, secret service, all this high tech, low speed stuff. And it's like, what about the guys at the bottom? What about the girls at the bottom? What about us? Your average American. Yep. You're right. I mean, Right. I don't, I don't know how much how much more simple I can say it. Cool. Yeah, man. It, it's very hard right now. Let me read something else from SCA. SCA members, I spoke with Dr. Espinosa after the principal's meeting today. Here's what we covered. Teachers will not be required to go to their campuses next week. Going to your campus is optional. SCA will inform members, its members, if there are any changes made to the current plan for SISD consults with after SISD consults with El Paso Health Authority Dr. Ocoranza in solidarity in solidarity Angelica Soto SCA president there you go now Pablo Ms. Soto hit on something 
taking credit where where you might not deserve it. Do you remember when we when we, we before we even did this podcast? And the one thing that pushed us over because we've been talking about it. What was the one thing that we said? You know what? Let's do it. Do you remember that? Do you remember when we started talking about well, the one thing that that happened? You got interviewed about it a thousand times. What was it? The inequality. The inequality happening South in our the area. Pandemic. They were going to go back. Our kids were supposed to go back when? September 8th. Something to that matter. And you know what? We started tweeting. We started tweeting. This is not right. This is not right. I don't remember anybody else tweeting. Nor coming out in interviews. Or coming out and saying this. So please, we don't know what happens in the background. And if you're doing something, let it be transparent. Because backdoor deals don't work out here. Because we should be in it for everybody. Not because it's election season. Everybody should be taken care of. Everybody. And we were, we were, we stood up for our kids from Socorro because they were going to go back our low income because they didn't have devices or hotspots. Yeah, I got some news for you there, Mr. Alex. All right. Let me know what's up. So I talked to a teacher from the high school. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, this teacher told me that when was it, was it they're going back what the 18th 19th yes the 19th 500 students are expected to go back to the high school and those students they said those are the students that don't have either hotspots don't have computers why not why don't they have it and and this is brings up a weird conversation my wife so we upgraded our internet speed because it's you know it's, we're using so much so she talked to the gentleman on the other side of the phone and the other gentleman said that he lived in virginia and that every kid over there this is what this is what he said that every kid and his kid had an apple a mac mac pro it was an apple product right so it was a smaller laptop but nonetheless that every kid had one over there. And my wife had told him, well, you know, over here we don't. He's like, yeah, I feel sorry for you. I mean, it's, it's hard times right now. You know, it's that sh- the school should be taking care of exactly. Somebody from a different state, somebody from a different state said that. And then in a different state, they're taking, it sounds like, I don't know. I don't have those facts. I didn't look at Virginia or anything, but from his experience, from what he said is that those kids, at least in his school district or his school had a laptop. Why don't we have that in Texas? Why don't we have that yeah. here in El Paso? And I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. And, and you know, we can say a lot of things here, and we do. But the state of Texas did not prioritize public education. Let me tell you something I found out today. Charters are not going to be, they're not going to worry about star scores. But public schools are. If you think gerrymandering and not able being to vote is the biggest problem in Texas, public education is under attack by Abbott and Mike Morath. So charters are not, don't worry about star. They can party it up all day. 
And let me tell you, that's not good because uh, EPISD lost 8,000 kids, 8,000 kids to charter schools. 8,000, that's a lot of money per kid. And, and I go back to it, Pablo, our superintendents have a hard time right now because they still have star on the table and that matters to them and that matters to Texas and that matters to stakeholders. So at the end of the day, you want to be an A district. You don't want to be a B district. You don't want to be a C district. I'm telling you right now, if we want our kids to stop stressing our, our online to keep continuing, we need to do something about STAR because our kids are not prepared and the state is ready to come for us. Public education. That's what's going to happen. So I want to elaborate on that. Go for Sorry it. to interrupt. That's okay. I want to elaborate on that. And correct me if I'm wrong. I agree with you on the start test 100%. I don't understand why. I understand if they wanted to do it as maybe data collection statewide, but to do it to hold back a child and penalize them, that's, that's strictly unfair. And having these teachers teach to a test, because that's exactly what it is. They're teaching to a test. But you know what the other piece of the puzzle is that a lot of people miss is that when you have this competition, we need to be A, we need to have, um, what is it called? We need to have the, this rating and that rating and this, uh, what is it like gold star or something like that, these gold star standards and stuff like that. Right. The moment we take away the, con this is the word, we take away the competition from the districts across the state and just start focusing on educating these kids and letting the teachers teach is the moment that they're going to be able that these kids will shine and that these teachers will shine. I don't know. What do you think of you being the educator here? That's exactly right. Nail on the hammer. Let us teach and I can do wonders because I'm, sometimes you want to teach the kid, Hey, let, you know what? It's time for a, a life lesson. Nope. What like? Nope. 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 We have to get to the star. We have to get to the star. We got a test. We got to get ready for, Beginning of the year test. We got to get ready for end of nine weeks test. That's what's happening. And don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm reading a new book called uh, Make It Stick. It's about studying. And it tells you low, stake, low stakes testing helps. Low stakes. Low stakes. I emphasize that. Because all of this we're doing is high stakes testing. And if you don't pass, you don't go all. And if you don't pass, we got to have an art. And if you don't pass, you got to go to summer school. Okay. But here we have charter schools, hockey door, peachy king. Don't have to take it this year. I have to do further research on that because I heard somebody else say it. But I got more, more further research on that to, to be 100% sure. But if that's true, that is bullhickey. Yeah, no, I completely, I mean, I don't know. I, I completely agree with you. you. You hit it right on the head. And it, it's really tough for teachers to 
to be doing this, to be teaching about the star and not teaching exactly what you just said. And I loved what you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Life, life lessons. Yeah. And if anybody's listening, I'm going to throw this out there. You parents have the right to deny the star test. And I will tell you firsthand, I have done it. And I will continue to do it. And I will explain to you why. My daughters have taken the star test. What for? To stress them out? To make them throw up? I know that they're not the only kids because I've heard other parents. I've heard teachers tell me the same thing. Teachers even, teachers have even cried in front of me because that's how, that's how I know that there are teachers that are good because they cry and they worry about these kids. There's that relationship there that when they see a kid suffer like that over a test, miss, mister, am I going to pass? Mm -hmm. This is deny the start test. I will tell you this though, in high school, there gets to a point where either you can have them take the test or there are other options now to get around from taking the start test. It, it might be a little bit more harder. The school's going to probably fight you on it. The district's going to probably fight you on it, but Hey, if it's good for your kid, fight for your kid. Right. Great. You know what? There is a movement of that. Now, let me tell you, if Pablo says we're going to deny the test, that's that's his prerogative. OK. That's his prerogative. That's he's a parent. He has a right. But if a thousand people say it. Hmm. Everybody goes. It starts somewhere, guys. You know, if you want to let teachers teach. You know, I know there's a couple of school districts already sent letters that they're not going to take the star. I think somewhere in Dallas, they already did it. I hope our local uh, local uh, board members do that as well. Help a teacher out. It's hard. It is. It is hard. Moving subjects. So we're going back. Uh, Isleta today canceled all fans uh, today. EPASD. I didn't hear about EPASD or anybody else, but Isleta did say no fans today due to the numbers in Corona. Now, EPASD moved all their all their dates away, so now they are going back the second. All students are going back the second. Teachers are not going back to the twenty sixth, which is really good. Isleta's not going back to the 19th as well as Socorro, which is great. Thank you, school districts. Absolutely. We appreciate that. That's all people want is for us to get a fair chance to do what we got to do and get healthy and stay healthy. And like Pablo mentioned, and Pablo really made a good point, the president got it. And I, I went through the numbers on on uh, EP Strong before I got up I, up here, and there's 147 infections in schools. 147, Pablo. Okay. And we're we're at a low capacity level. Of low. Capacity. Yes. Yeah, low. And we talked about last show in July. Remember? Yeah. In July. Yeah. And now we're here, but there's in the pink part. It says. It means it's transmitting. So nine people got it from school transmission. 
Okay. And these are low numbers. Don't get me wrong. There's over a million kids or, or less than a million kids in, in El Paso to going to school, probably more, but there's only 147 infections. That's fine and dandy. But guess what? Not everybody's at school yet. What happens when everybody comes in and we have that Georgia picture of everybody in the hallway, as much as, as, much as everybody wants and everybody knows what the procedures are, it's very, very difficult. And again, Pablo, I alliterate. Our superintendents have the star hanging over them. They need results because that's what TEA wants. And I don't know how it works in the superintendent world. I really don't. And I would hate to be them right now because they have so many things to, 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 to uh, go over and, and disseminate and, and get going. But that's the last job I want right now. But if we didn't have star they would have a much better, a much better plan, a much better time. Star is the root of everything. It has to be done and you have to pass. And, so, and, and how are we going to get rid of it? How are we going to get rid of it and get this going and get the kids going? Because we got to come to together something. as a community to yes. get rid of it. Yes, as a community, we have to get rid of it. We have to get rid of it. We have to do this. We have to do that. Our teachers will be better for it and everybody else would. But we need to vote. We only need nine people to flip to flip our Senate or uh, Texas Senate. We need Corning gone. We need uh, Biden in there. And I'm not asking you to vote for Biden. I'm asking you to vote for policy. I'm asking you for to help us to get better things done. And public education is one of them because you and I can agree on DeVos is, is something else. Okay. All right. So switching now back to our Socorro politics. You know what? I was in yesterday's meeting, Pablo. Oh, how did that? I didn't get to chime in. I'm sorry that yesterday I had a big migraine so that's cool i mean don't worry about it bro we don't get paid for this don't worry about it it's election year and the mayorship is up i ran for mayor that's how i got out of politics because i got killed i had no idea what i was doing bro i had no idea hey, but you I learned thought, right huh you learned right oh did i learn you i like i tell my wife you learn more from a loss than you do from a win it's very interesting time now we have a couple of people we did get an email back from one of our um, emails. He's running for District 4, I believe. Who's this man? And uh, he emailed me back and he asked me, so what's your show about? I was like, well, it's this, this, and this. Let me tell you who it is. Uh, hold on, that guy. Speaking of, well, you looked that up. I'm going to chime in here. Mr. Montelongo never got back. At me. I did speak with them. We did have a conversation for about an hour. Um, he had a lot to say. Um, but I'm going to be honest. He, I don't know. I, I felt him had my doubts, even as a veteran. You know what? And, and we talked about this. And let me tell you something. You don't come up here to get uh, sacrificed. We don't do that. We ask everybody the same questions. We ask everybody 
what they're going to do, what they look forward to in the city, what their, their experience is. If you don't want to come up here, that's fine. But it's a, it's a, an opportunity to talk to constituents about your policies, about what you want to do. And I, I, I respect everybody who's even told me no. Okay, that's cool. I know uh, other people have said not because of me. Is it because of Mugly? No, that's Montelongo right there that's, that said, well, uh, I thought it was just you. Uh, well, no, it's me and him. Like, And I, I even made him this offer. And I said, I will ask you the questions if you feel uncomfortable. I will do it. And he can just sit there and listen. I'm like, he's my, we're, we're host. You know, we, we do this together. I'm not going to leave him out. You know, that, that I don't think that that's nice. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, and I told him and I explained to him, hey, we're working off facts. So if you're going to bring something to the table, make sure you have facts to prove it. Right. And, and I told him exactly what you just said. It's the same questions that we asked everybody or the other gentleman. And we're not going to we're not going to change the questions. It's the same thing. The podcasts are there. They're recorded. They're set. You know, you can't change it. So you can sit there and listen to it. But I guess he got cold feet. He thought this was going to be like some type of setup. I don't know. Maybe his conspiracies. Who knows? Yeah, because I don't know. You know what, Mr. Montezuma, you're hearing this. Come on over. I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to ask you anything. I wouldn't ask anybody else. We will elaborate on your answers. If you say something that we think is different or anything, we'll elaborate on that. That's about it. You know, but, you know, I'm here to inform our Socorro community and surrounding areas. Okay. So uh, let me tell you about Ruben Reyes. I think he's running for district four. He did email me, email me back and tell me, good morning. Sorry. I hadn't gotten back to you. Tell me more about the podcast. I think we'll have a good talk. And then I emailed him back and we haven't re and he, uh, he hasn't replied yet. So we'll wait on that reply. Hopefully we can have it before election time. So election time is really tricky in Socorro because there's things that happen here that don't happen anywhere else. They don't. And if they do, they're, they're deep south. Uh, I remember one time looking at uh, re, uh, seeing 60 Minutes. I'm old, but I, I, I'm, I'm younger than 40, but I like 60 Minutes. And that's the weird thing. <laughs> yesterday I was watching Rachel Maddow, and I'm looking at the, at, at the, at the Socorro Council meeting. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's what I do. I love it. And, and, and you know, well, yesterday about the council meeting, that uh, uh, discussion about personal matters and but they went to executive so i'm not 100 sure what that is about but socorro elections are very odd and let me tell you um they bring a lot of people out a lot of people you don't hear about a lot of people that have been in in, in um in council before and people promise votes and of course i can't prove it but you know there and i won't mention any names but you know, people promise votes and it happens in the lower valley of Texas down south where there's I don't know what it's called. And they if you pay these people thousands of dollars, you will get elected because they have 500 votes for you. And that's the thing that I've been trying to get to, Pablo. It's not that. Let me tell you. And I think I, I'll go back to what I said. The, the minority is going to become uh, Anglos, uh, Caucasians. And the minorities are going to be the majority. Now, do you know why they still win and get into office? Because we don't vote. Beto O'Rourke has it right. We do not vote. 
we don't vote. We don't tell anybody to vote. And that's the problem. And that's how people keep winning here in Socorro. Because people don't vote. And they're like, ah, it's the same 200 people. I was looking up some records and it was like 173 votes to 150 votes. No, 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 no. We have 30,000 people living in Socorro. It growing. Rapidly. So it's growing rapidly. It's growing rapidly. So I'm going to read you these two things. We're not going to get fully into it, but there's a report. I don't know if everybody read it. Uh, I read the whole report and I counted this name. One name, get out of this report. This report is a summary. I'll give you a summary. On March 7th, 2018, I was instructed by Sergeant Christopher Ray to initiate internal affairs investigation of Socorro Police Department. The following investigation relates to Officer Marine's stop of Diego Salias, the son of Adriana Dorlate, Socorro, Texas City Manager, and the and the release of related records to the media public, I evaluated whether proper procedures were followed by the officer in question, ranking officers, report staff, and city manager. So we are tying this in because Mr. Hernandez, Daniel Hernandez, that was the prime investigation here and what they were, they were reading about or investigating was that he released the um, he released a video okay so um it, he was named here 109 times i believe he was a former planning and zoning commissioner wow did you know that yeah i read i read i read a similar article i think you have more than than what i had read that came out yeah i have the whole report and i read the whole thing and we're not going to go entirely on it, but I'm going to I'm going to preview it for you guys. Um, Mr. Hernandez was kicked out of the Socorro Planning and Zoning Commission building standards two weeks ago. Well, at this time, which was uh, July 13th. I remember seeing a story of him. Uh, Mr. Pilo from Pilo Jeans and Sergio Jaime, who also was, uh, in the report, Sergio Jaime and. Um, and there were, I remember when I was in council, they came in every day just telling us um, that we were uh, corrupt. Needless to say, there's some people I can vouch for and there's some people I can't vouch for on council. Okay? Because there's some people that just... So at this thing, um, Mr. Nandes was... So you look through the, you, the, the news story... And the report don't correlate as well. So the video was leaked to Channel 26. In the report, it says that uh, Ms. Ordate found out about the video because of somebody who works for Channel 26 and they, they want to comment. So the video only shows a part of it. I'm, I'm asking for, I'm going to try to get the whole video and play it for you guys because there's a lot of things happening. But the thing, ha the biggest thing is that our chief of police resigned over this. Now, if you don't do anything wrong, why resign? Guilty conscience. Right. If you don't do anything wrong, you, you shouldn't resign. But you our shouldn't. chief of police resigned. 
Okay. He said he had a job in South in South America. Yeah, with the State Department or as a contractor or something like that with the State uh, Department. I don't know. Something like that. You know, and 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 going through things, I worked with him very well. I gave him a raise. I voted for the raise. And we started the, the Socorro Police Explorers program here in Socorro. That's what we did. And, you know, to me, he stood up like a, was a stand-up guy. But, you know, sometimes you, you don't know everybody till, you know. But I'm going to tell you something, something that popped out on me that to this day, I don't know why it keeps popping out at me. And, and I don't know. I want to get to the bottom of this. If anybody can help me. And I want to read it for you so I don't get it wrong. This is from the report. God, where did I put it? This is what happens when you don't get organized. Well, I'll get to some other stuff right now. And let me tell you something about this. Um, do you know who 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 put Mr. Hernandez on the commissioner board? I, do you know? What's the you know who was it? Him? It was either Mr. Duran, no? No, no, Mr. Duran. Mr. Duran wasn't in office yet. Then no. That's Miss Colombia Lobos. She is District Four. Okay. Okay. So, um, she put him on. She his background was. Mr. Daniel Hernandez has a degree in mechanical engineering, and has a huge interest in politics particularly seeing the positive growth and movement for the city of Socorro. Mr. Hernandez is highly respected. This is what she wrote in the background. Is highly respected in his community. Volunteers daily at a local elementary school, plus donates time. His donates he time. That's what it says. Plus donates he time in after school sports. Cool. I'm down. I remember in council, we brought, this was brought up that he was passing out pamphlets for a, a mayor candidate. Who do you think that mayor candidate, that female candidate is? Well, I have to connect the dots. I'm going to say it was probably for Ivy Avalos. Ivy Avalos. Yes, sir. Gold star for you. Ivy Is Avalos. Excuse me? Did I get a 100 for that? Yes, yes, sir. You got a perfect score for that. Ivy Avalos, and we brought him in. And, you know, we, we did our, our due diligence, and I think something happened. It wasn't very... Um... Hey, but was, wasn't Ivy Avalos and Colombia Lobos, I don't know if Ivy Avalos is still a real estate agent, or she was at one point. No, she was. I know yeah, she was at one point. <laughs> It does say that on her, on her, on her thing, on her uh, application. Yeah, on her plaque. That's what it says. So that's what that's happening. That's what had happened. So, you know, so now I'm telling you this. Three people are named in this report that stick out to me. Mr. Hernandez, Daniel Hernandez, Miss Friday. I don't think they were charged for anything. And Ms. Sergio, Mr. Sergio Jaime. Those are people that, that got into, would always go to the meetings. They were telling us we're corrupt. They're telling us whatever. 
that's fine because you have your opinions and your opinions do matter. But what's something, and, and so we got Ivy Avalos running for mayor. We got Colombia Lobos running for, for District, District four. 4. So, and that, and then that, and I'll turn that attention now. So that's, that's, that's going to be probably till next week and we'll, we'll, we'll touch up on it on Wednesday. So I'm going to read you something from this report that stands out to me. Mr. Hernandez claims that an, un, an un, old lady, unknown caller called him and gave him all his information, the video, the everything. So let me read it verbatim. Mr. Hernandez stated that he is not afraid of the outcome of the investigation because he is not a hacker and has no access to core police department computers. Mr. Hernandez emphasized that Chief Maldonado did not hand him any videos. Mr. Hernandez stated that on a separate occasion, Chief Maldonado told Ms. Friday, Sergio Jaime, and himself that the city manager informed him that if your Socorro Police Department further investigated formal complaints, he would lose his job. And this is coming from the chief of police who quit, who resigned. And let me tell you, according to this report, he was never interviewed. He, he didn't want to get interviewed. Can I tell you, can I, I'm, I'm going to elaborate a little bit. And Go this is just my, through my prior work experience. And I'm not 100% sure, but from what I'm hearing is that he didn't want to get hit with the lack of candor. When you get hit with the lack of candor, that's the word that they use. Pretty much your word is no longer valid in the court system as a, as a federal agent, as an officer of the state, city, whatever. So he didn't want to get, from what it sounds like, he didn't want to get hit with the lack of candor. So it was in his best interest to resign. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. Wow. I would have never known that, bro. I would have never known that. I'm glad you're here with me and letting me know this. But I'm going to tell you something that stands out to me. And let me, let me get that back to that. Um, so let me tell you what happened and another evolve on that. On April 4th, 2015, at 13, 22 hours, I contacted Mr. Daniel Hernandez and requested that he provide me with a disc so I can view it. Mr. Hernandez indicated that he was busy and will return a call to make an appointment to view the disc. On April 11, 2018, at approximately 10.01 hours, I contacted Mr. Hernandez to follow up regarding the disc. I assured him I would give it back to him immediately. Mr. Hernandez stated that he had nothing to hide and that he was currently away from the city and should be back sometime in the afternoon. Approximately at 14.06 hours at the same day, I called Mr. Hernandez, but received no answer. How did he have a disc? My question. Somebody gave it to him, bro. Some old lady left it at his door. They left it at his door, and he, boom. How many, how many times have I heard that story? Oh, somebody just left it on my front windshield of my car. I've heard that story a lot, too. I wish it would happen to me. I wish it would happen to. Right. I wish it would happen to uh, El Valle Bajo podcast. Right. Okay. Oh hey, my people. God! We got Trump's taxes. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that ain't gonna happen, bro. It's. I mean, to have that information, you have to know somebody on the inside. Period. Right. So that's what he claimed, and and I can read the whole report to you, but I'm gonna tell you that. So he never turned it in. 
you know, they would have fingerprinted or done whatever with it. So that happened. But the one thing that's getting to me, I'm going to read it to you, okay? And it's getting to me. I don't know why. There's another person named in this, and I don't know if it's connected. Mr. Hernandez, I know how. Mr. Hernandez clarified that this was in regard to the Duran case. Chief Maldonado allegedly told him that he went he went to visit Ms. Rodarte to inform her of a former complaint in the Duran matter. I want to know what the Duran case is. That's that's what's boggling. What Duran matter? I don't know. So we come back to this. He's kicked off the commission. He's named 109 times in this report. People are, you know, the only one that got, you know, that got, you know, you know, Mr. Nevarez was named in here as well. I don't know if it's our, our district one. Mr. Sergio, and I'll, I'll read you Mr. Nevarez's. So I interviewed Mr. Nevarez on May 18th at approximately 11.47 hours via telephone. Mr. Nevarez stated that Sergio Jaime gave him the police report. This all extends from a, from a stop that happened to Ms. Ordate's son, our city manager's son. And this, this, uh, this police officer was a DWI expert, did his case, did everything. Didn't hold him, but I want to see the tape so we can make sure of everything. So this was, and it also states in here that they wanted some information on her to her contract was up that week, if you can imagine that. Yeah, I remember. Remember that? I remember. And, and if I'm not mistaken, yes, they, they wanted to put, I know, I don't know who the names were, if you have the, if you remember the names, but I know that they put her contract on hold until on renewing it because obviously she got renewed, but they put her on hold until the investigation got cleared, right? Right. So I just don't know who the who's the one that initiated that hold. Let's let's look into that. But uh, Lorenza Friday was the person that talked to counsel that time, and I remember her saying that they needed to go through everything. Um before she got renewed. Now, Ms. Lorenzo Fred is a character here in Socorro. She is involved in the election, I can tell you that. I can't prove it, but she's involved somehow. She, you know, and those are things that we're gonna have to look into because Ms. Colon works with Ms. Avalos or might not work with Ms. Avalos. Ms. Avalos, um, last election, Got and I'll read you these letters that we have here. These are from from poll workers, election judges. Okay, election judges. Today, who may concern election judges? Got to say Monday. Monday. Mr. Montelongo told me that he's an election judge when we had that conversation. So, but go ahead, just throwing it out there because that's what he told me. That's what he told me. He can't be an election judge and be running for office. And that's what he told me. Those are, that's, that's good stuff right there. Write a book, bro. <laughs> Hold on, here we go. To whom it concerns election judges, Garcela Torres and Rosario Ramirez, 
alternate judge would like to kindly bring an incident to your attention. As election judges, it is our responsibility to make sure election polling sites run in an orderly manner. Out of courtesy, we allowed the campaigns into the polling area to obtain voting count for the day, whether this was in the morning or in the afternoon. Unfortunately, this created a problem. The campaigns were caught outside the front door and inside the building, ignoring the 100 foot marker. Both Graciela and I approached them to explain to them they were not allowed to do so, but our requests were ignored. And because of this, the election department assigned Dr. Mr. Phil A. Young to assist with the situation with Yvonne, Ivy, Maria, and Jesus Hernandez, because all complaints were directed to him. Signed, Graciela Torres, and some other people, and Rosario Ramirez. So we have Yvonne, Ivy Avalos, Maria Reyes, uh, may she rest in peace, and Jesus Hernandez. Would you think this is the same Jesus Hernandez running for mayor? I don't know, but he, he was there. I remember that. So that was one thing, okay? They got in trouble for that. To whom I may concern, my name is Sandra Ramirez. I am a clerk for the Paso Elections Department, and I got to work at the Socorro. What happened? Or oh, is that me? Oh, it's me. No, no, you're good. Okay. To who am I concerned? My mom, my name is Sandra Ramirez. I am a clerk for the Paso Elections Department, and I got to work at the Socorro early voting at the courthouse where there was two parties campaigning, Ivy Avalos and Jose Ramirez. I am sorry to say I was very disappointed to see how they were campaigning. It is an, an absolute embarrassment to the community to see them fighting with each other and yelling things back and forth to each other. I was mostly inside the building, but I saw them come inside numerous times to tell each other, to tell on each other like children. The judge and alternate judge had to tell them many times. If you're campaigning, they could not come inside to which they pay no attention and continued to, with any excuse. Maria Reyes, Obonco Colombia Lobos, Ivy Avalos, and Jesus Hernandez are among the people that would not comply. Hmm. <sighs> I know I got, I'm wondering if, does it say Jesus Chuy Hernandez? No, it just says Jesus. Because that's a little odd to me because and, and from the conversation that Mr. Montalongo and I had, that he said he was an election judge. So I'm kind of wondering if some, I mean, if that's the same Jesus Hernandez, if all these people are tangled into each other some way, somehow. Not. I'm going to tell you this, and I've told you this before. Jesus Chuy Hernandez and Mr. Jose Ramirez, I've met them both. And I was there by myself. I remember I was running for mayor. I had no idea what I was doing. I got fourth out of fourth. I got 60 votes. And I, thank, say that. and I thank those 60 people that voted for me. I appreciate it. I appreciate your vote. You believed in a kid. Not, not so much a kid. Um, What I'm getting to is that Miss Colombia Lobos and Ivy Avalos were both there. 
Socorro is a special place for elections. Okay. These are things that are happening and probably will happen. I hope they don't. What happened? Yep. And and those yeah, are no. That's what I'm saying is that they, they have and they continue to happen. And then you're right. Hopefully they don't. It needs to stop. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop. And we're gonna have a lot of people voting this year. You know, it's a presidential year. It's gonna get crazy. And we'll get into it more next week. And and uh, because we have to call the sheriffs. The sheriffs have. We have to pay for sheriffs. Wow. We have to pay for sheriffs. And guess what? It was the first time Socorro went to a runoff. Runoff. For a long time, they didn't. We weren't following the rules like everybody else. So now, hey, but, it, but let up. me tell you, let, let, let me recap for okay. you. Okay, let me recap for you real quick. Mr. Daniel Hernandez doesn't isn't part of commissioner anymore. He never met with police. Whatever. Mr. Our, our, our chief of police resigned. Okay. okay. The only one working now okay. of all this situation that happened is our city manager. That says a lot. It says a lot. And that's where I was going to tell you earlier is before anybody says anything, and this is the bad thing about a lot of media outlets, or maybe all or most, is that I understand they have so much time to, to air a video or whatever, but they can. there's the internet now. You can post it on the website so that people can see the entire length of the video. Now they're like I just like you said, there's good the majority of teachers are good. You always have those bad ones. Same thing with law enforcement. The majority of them are good. You have those bad apple ones. Now, obviously, this officer used his discretion from what it sounds like and from the video that I've seen. And through my ex own experience, it seems like the officer did everything right. And I think he actually gave this guy. A nice warning, you know, a second chance, just like we've been talking about people receiving second chances, you know, and I don't know. It's just that that the officer did the, the right thing and, they, you know, they try to pin something on the city manager, but at the end of the day, she's still there. Why is she still there? Because after you're able to see the video or and read all the facts, it's like, wait a minute. Well, yeah. No wonder why she's still there, because she didn't do anything wrong. Neither did the kid, other than what he did. But the officer used the discretion and said, hey, no longer going to let you drive. And this is the thing. Just because he was under, let's say, the content of the, the level of, of alcohol or whatever the substance was, he has the discretion to turn around and say, hey, I still don't feel you're right. But this is what I'm gonna do for you. Right. Have your mom call. Have your mom call your mom. Call your dad. Whatever. Come pick you up. And that's it. It's that simple. Right. But there's always somebody, or several people, right. wanting to flip the story more than what it is. And what do they do? Edit the video. Only show a clip. They don't show the entire right. thing. And that's what's wrong. You feed the people the wrong information, and you tarnish people's names. And that is wrong. Period. 
Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. It's awesome. Because I don't know anything about law enforcement, and I'm glad you're here. Well, I, I found something here. This is from Facebook from 2017 when we ran for mayor, I think it was, 2017. Yeah. Yes. So there's a constituent called Andy Chavez. And I, I uh, screenshotted these a while back and it says, is the ET article true? Did you violate campaign rules? And this goes to Ivy Avalos. No, I did not. I did not violate any rules. I am not being investigated. Unfortunately, the media was lied to by a corrupt, by the corrupt. Sounds like fake news to me, no? Right. Fake news in there. Lied by the corrupt or fake news to make me look like my supporters look bad. For your, for more information, you should seek Lisa Wise from the elections committee. We're not done. Mm, Ivy Avalos. There's a correspondence from staff. In This is from Andy Chavez. Ivy Avalos, there's a correspondence from staff in the elections department that kind of backs up those claims. Though, care to comment? As a voting set resident of Socorro, I like to make sure who I'm putting in office is someone that raises the decorum of the public office. I, this guy is better than me. This guy. Uh, Ivy Avalos. As my kids would say, you just got roasted. <laughs> Ivy Avalos, Eddie Chavez. Yes, there is a correspondence, but it doesn't tell the whole story. First, I went to use the restroom. Second, I went to plan and zoning to take care of business. I didn't have any propaganda with me, nor did my campaign. Inside the 100 foot, I'm still waiting on Channel 4 to do my story on what transpired with rain and flooding. They haven't had time. Also, Wait, rain, rain and flooding? What did that have to do well, with anything? That was the time of Croker Road. That was the time of Croker Road. Ivy Avalos, Andy Chavez. Also, these judges were new. They didn't know how to put the cones for the 100 foot. Normally, they are set in a half a circle in a moon shape. They were straight in line and further, they were 100 feet, but were followed the rules accordingly. There's one candidate that brings voters and walks them all the way inside and waits for them inside the voting room. Now, is that fair? You tell me. I was there, so I knew who that was, but whatever. Andy Chavez, there's no need to get defensive. I'm sure there's two sides to every story, and now I have yours. I'm just trying to make an informed decision. Thank for your response. Ivy Avalos for mayor of Socorro. No worries. I understand. Honestly, I just want to do the right thing by the people of Socorro and live in a better place and make this a better place to live. Hope you come by our tent and say hi when you come to vote. But, 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 but there's more. And then we'll end with this because we've already been on for a long time. From me, when I was in office, and, I, and the subject was cost of sheriffs for runoff election. Discussion and action to adopt the city council to require council members to reimburse the city of Socorro for cost of security provided during city elections, including the cost of sheriff's deputies where security is made necessary by the actions of council. Due to complaints by the city, this is the background information. Due to complaints by the El Paso County Elections Department, mentioned council members, Ms. Yvonne Colombia Lobos, Mrs. Maria Reyes, and the city of was obligated to protect the rights of voters, hired the Paso Chief Sheriff's Office to protect election laws. That's that was what I did. So now if you break the law, man, we have to bring in sheriffs, you pay for it. 
I hope that was adopted. It's that simple. And that's it. Hopefully. A lot of things were said today. A lot of things were said. We talked about a lot of people. Come to the podcast. And we'll do, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. If we're wrong, please let us know. We are about the bettering of Socorro. If you are about the bettering of Socorro, come on. Get on here. We'll talk. You heard me and Pablo have this a discussion today about different things. He said different things than I did. And that's what makes this show great. We only have 22 listeners, by the way. But I'll tell you something. Hey, Let me tell we're, you. We're getting there. <laughs> we have like 135 listens. So somebody's not subscribing. It's like five, like five. They listen like to it 10 times or something each. Hey, obviously, we're, we're, they find us entertaining or they, they enjoy listening to us. All right. So we've covered it's a lot. your voice today. that they like, not mine. I'm the, we've covered a lot of things today. It is what it is. President Trump's in the hospital. Fire Night Football started for Socorro today. Shenanigans in prior elections. Let's not have those again. Uh, if I sent you an email, email us back. We'll give everybody time to be on here. We still have to get Mr. Gutierrez on here. Uh, we messed up his interview. Uh, we'll get him back. Uh, hopefully next week we have a couple of guests lined up to talk about our Senate race, our House race. The And do your census, guys, and vote. I tweeted out that if we, if everybody in Socorro voted, we would have somebody from Socorro in, in D.C. Let me tell you, it's a lot better to have somebody from Socorro or area, a neighborhood area, than having somebody who lives in San Antonio and represents us. That's gerrymandering. That doesn't work, guys. Our raza is not getting represented in D.C. Okay? All right, Pablo, that's it. And you know what? I can, I can speak to that from prior. Con- Tell me. Tell me. Um, I've dealt with Congress men before when I was trying to deal with the VA issues. Um, and yeah, man, it's just, it's a bummer that we don't have them here because it's always, oh, they're in San Antonio. Oh, they're in San Antonio. And yeah, I did see Will Hurt a little bit here, but I mean, what's his name? The the new one that's going for trying to replace him for as a Republican. I haven't heard him at all. Tony Hernandez. Uh, I don't know. So that Tony too, uh, Tony Gonzalez, Hernandez or Gonzalez? I don't know. I haven't heard him either. Nonetheless, I don't even know obviously his last name. So I just know his first name. So it's like, come on, like, and you're, you expect me to vote for you and you haven't come to our neck of the woods. So correct. Yeah. Fill out your census, stay safe. Especially that the numbers are going out. Uh, I just want to give a, a kudos to, to the SCA for, for being proactive on that and getting all those, uh, or, you know, getting the ball going on that, trying to protect the, the teachers, but in that same process, you know, it also protects the students. Yeah. They're the reason we're in business. We're the reason we are in the teacher business, guys. Protect our kids. Okay? For Pablo Barrera, I'm Alejandro Garcia. Guys, reach out to us. Let us know if you have any questions. Uh, let us know if you want to know how to get a Freedom of Information Act. All That's where we get all our stuff from the city of Socorro, anywhere else we want. We need it. 
They're really good about it. Um, you want to start denial? Eh? If they if they want to do start denial, they don't have to give a reason as to start why denial. they do start denial. Just do it. Do it. Let us know. As a teacher, I can't say that, but you know, as a parent, you're more than welcome to. You can, yeah. As me as a parent, you guys are more than welcome to come and ask me, follow me on Twitter, and I will and I'll reach out and help you. All right, guys. Well, that's all for today. Uh, we appreciate your time. We're going out with Los Frontera from Socorro. They're homegrown. They live in Soco. They make some good music. Bye.